Hello, hello. Welcome to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. I'm your host, AC. Here is where we discuss all things faith and family. I share real life stories of home life as a wife, mother of five, home educator, and all the learning curves my family and I are journeying through. As you can imagine, we're in a busy season and I have a lot to share. The goal, getting back to the basics of raising strong families. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to season two of the AC Visions Family Talk podcast. I am so excited to bring fresh topics and um, perspectives to the conversation of faith and family. I met and spoke with listeners who enjoyed the content from season one. And let me tell you, this podcast has accomplished exactly what I was aiming for when I first started recording at the beginning of 2023. Number one, it's an incredible outlet for me as a full-time mommy at home. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to put out content that I'm always looking for in today's culture, and I get to add to that legacy box. I have a responsibility as a mother and a female influencer, first and foremost to my children and future generations of my family, and of course to everyone else who can benefit from the conversation. So I'm so happy to just be able to put it out there on hosting platforms and People are enjoying it, so I just can't say enough. I'm just grateful. Okay, season two, episode nine is entitled Consumers and Producers. Less about economics or materialism, more about the human appetite for mindless entertainment and and social media. This has been a conversation Hubby and I have been talking about a lot this year, not only because we are intentionally modeling for our children, what a healthy work ethic looks like, but we're also fostering a spirit to desire to produce more than we consume. 2023 is a milestone year for me. Hubby and I celebrated our 10th year wedding anniversary. Uh, I turned 40. Business is gaining traction. There's so much to be grateful for. At certain milestones in life, there's a natural internal audit that, that has to happen. We have to ask ourselves, where did the time go, first and foremost? Like, where did the time go? Time flies. What what have I done with the time that I've been giving? What's the current climate of my life looking forward? What am I doing with what God has entrusted me with, Lord willing? Am I on track to get to the next milestone successfully? So we're going to talk all about that and more before we jump into that segment of the podcast. Let's jump into some AC Pearls. AC Pearls, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 8 through 12. You shall therefore keep my commandment, which I am commanding you today, so that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land in which you are about to cross to possess it. And so that you may prolong your days on the land, which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey for the land into which you are entering to possess it is not like the land of Egypt from which you came where you used to sow your seed and water it by foot like a vegetable garden. But the land into which you are about to cross to possess it, a land of hills and valleys, drink water from the rain of heaven and land from which the Lord your God cares. 
The eyes of the Lord, your God, are continually on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. Here's what I know to be true about how and why God moves his children from, I'll use 21st century Western context, unfavorable circumstances to where he wants to take you so that he can bless you. I can look back over the past four years of my life and see how I struggled to submit to how I knew, I knew God was trying to change a flawed mindset and move me away from people and circumstances that I was trying my darnest to hold on to. Just like the children of Israel trying to hold on to Egypt and their ways of life as slaves, their thought processes as slaves. Why was I trying to hold on to the old, the crusted, the dead, the fruitless? I have no idea why. Well, actually I do. Partly because I wanted that that same blessing I knew God had reserved for me, that same blessing that he was trying to give me and my family. I wanted that for everyone in my life. But that's not how God works. And it took me a while to understand that and to be okay with it. Y'all, I'm wired for relationships. And I used to pride myself on being loyal to people and situations that were clearly rotten and not bearing good fruit. Why? Because I'm just a loyal person. But that it, it has bit me in the butt a couple times in my lifetime. Something happens when you turn 40. Or when you're around the age of 40, that's a milestone year. For me, my perspective on the things I was trying to hold on to, it hit different in my spirit. (laughs) Now, I understand and know that God was and still is in the business of protecting his own and teaching hubby and I how to be wiser with the type of energy and spirits we entertain. What does this have to do with Deuteronomy chapter 11? Well, Let me ask you some challenge questions. How long did the people of Israel wander in the wilderness? Yep, 40 years. How long was Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by the devil? Mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. There is something about that number 40. Uh, Did everyone who came out of slavery uh, from Egypt get to go into the promised land? Nope. Let's explore why. In verses 8 of chapter 11, God commanded the people to keep his commandments so that they would be strong and go in and take possession of the land he swore to give them. Here's the thing. They could not look at and treat their inheritance like, like Egypt, like they were slaves in Egypt. They couldn't just come out of slavery and go into this this land flowing with milk and honey with the same mindset. Aside from the fact that God was literally giving them everything they ever wanted and needed on a platter, all they had to do was be strong and take hold of it. How can we do that when we come from this broken, beat-down, enslaved mindset? Well, God outlines it in his word. In Egypt, they would sow seeds and water by foot, meaning they had to do everything themselves. God said, as he was preparing them in the wilderness to go into a land flowing with milk and honey, God said he was going to care for them in the promised land. God was going to water the land. God was going to care for them. 
It reminds me of Psalm 4610 when God said, cease your striving and know that I am God. And again, the book of Matthew, ironically, chapter 11, verse 28, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Was there a time limit or expiration on the the people of Israel in the wilderness as they're going into the promised land? No, he said he would care for them all year long. However, the promised land that he was bringing them into came with some boundaries, <laughs> if you will. Kind of like how your parents take you to Carowinds or Six Flags. Before they let you loose, they have to go over the rules of engagement in the car, the warnings and the no-nos. You can't just take mom and dad's money and go crazy running around the park acting, acting foolish. N- no, no. There has to be ground rules and boundaries even in our fun and freedom. <laughs> Do you get it? Ground rules, the promised land. <laughs> Pineapple. I digress. The promised land wasn't a vegetable garden like they had to sow and water back in Egypt. No, no. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, hills and valleys. Who was going to water and tend all that land? God himself. Likewise, I had to learn to submit to God's care for me in order to be freed from the burden and stress of the enslaved mindset. I had to learn to take God's instruction and be strong and just get ready to take possession of what God was was ready to bless me with. God's commands make us strong so that we can take possession of our blessings. Deuteronomy 11:13 says to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. We cannot take hold of the promises of God if we're enslaved to the things of the world or hanging on to things we can't take with us into the promised land. No, no. We have to change our perspective. Leave the things of Egypt in Egypt. Leave that enslaved mentality exactly where he freed you. Leave it over there. And submit to God's care for us as he's ready and willing to bless us. Your days and the days of your sons will be prolonged. A person's posture towards the things of God, how well he listens to the instruction of God, it's a gauge. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six. See, I am placing before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you listen to the commandment of the Lord, which I am commanding you today. And the curse, if you do not listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I'm commanding you today by following other gods which you have not known. Here's a pearl to wrap up the segment. God's judgments and statutes keep us safe and secure under his blessings. Turning away from God leads to a curse and unnecessary suffering. When our hearts are postured towards the things of God, he sets us free. He cares for us and the things around us. When we choose to rebel and go our own way, there's a drought. There's a famine. The crops fail. What does that translate to in 21st century Western context? It means 
if we have eyes to see it for what it is, there's a severe lack, a rot and a deadness when we turn away from God while he's trying to bless us. AC Talks, Consumers and Producers. I have been patient <laughs> with with my hubby and I and our conversations. Sometimes our, our conversations spark and it can take months for us to really pick apart, explore, dissect, and let life teach us some things about a particular subject matter. On the topic of consumers and producers, it has taken at least six months for us to get to a place where we, we have like a final bottom line of what to take away from the conversation. And I felt comfortable to tie it all together into a meaningful episode and share it with you today on my podcast. The topic of consumerism and productionism has become so relevant in our, our business, marriage and home life. That I have to shed some light on the situation. In my personal Bible study, I've been going through the Proverbs, the Psalms, and really dissecting the concept of sowing and reaping. There are 31 Proverbs in the Bible. I read a proverb a day. The Psalms have been helping me with my prayer life and just really finessing how, I, what, how my prayers look towards the Lord. In early 2023, I had this desire to posture my heart, like, like tangibly, like really get into it, posture my heart and my worship in such a way that I'm acknowledging and honoring God more with my prayers versus can I have, can I have, can I have, gimme, 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 gimme. He does say, let your request be known. And he does want you to bring all your wants and needs to him. However, I'm at that particular age and maturity where I have faith that he has already taken care of my wants and needs. So I can focus my daily prayers more on acknowledging how worthy he is to be showered with praise. So reading the comparisons and contrasts of the wicked versus the upright and and the Proverbs, the prayers and Psalms and the parables of reaping and sowing has all translated in a real and meaningful way for me as a woman, as a wife, as a mommy in the 21st century Western world. It's so incredibly layered. Let's get into it. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and knew they were not listening? Sure. They hear the words coming out your mouth. They'll nod their head in agreement to nothing noteworthy that you're saying. And it's just obvious that they're disengaged from the conversation or they're just eagerly waiting for the opportunity to interrupt you, cut you off and insert whatever they want to say. That has nothing to do with the topic at hand. It's like clickbait conversation. If if I were a TikTok screen, if my mouth and my conversation and my face was a TikTok screen, they would have swiped me at least 20 times before I can even get a point out for for exchange for what they want to talk about and what they want to hear. Consumers of information your time and energy are comparable to me to leeches, blood sucking parasites. They're only there to suck something out of you that benefits them. They don't speak life. They don't feed your spirit. It's a simple take 
and leave process. In the world of social media, we have developed clickbait thinking and behaviorisms that I've, I've just noticed. What is supposed to be meaningful and life-giving exchanges between human beings are now figurative swiping until a person finds what they're looking for with the, in, in the exchange with another person. It's disingenuous. I have a media team that runs my social media for me. Social media is is necessary when you're a self-published author and it has its reach. However, it has become less of a tool for authors and podcasters like myself and more of a replacement for natural and authentic human interactions. People would rather scroll through your social media account than take the time to get to know you or get to know their neighbors. If they meet somebody in the streets, the first thing they'll ask you is, what's your social media handle? And they'll go through and pretty much read everything that they want to know about you. And then boom, they have a blueprint of who you are as a person. Is that not strange to you? We're less observant to each other and more focused on content creation and absorption. Or I should say consumption. <laughs> when I first published my book, someone told me that people would not people would not buy my book or engage with my content if I didn't have a strong social media presence. And if I gave them too much and too fast, it would overwhelm them. And I just thought, that's so completely confusing to me because am I feeding an animal or something? When, when did people become mindless consumers? What do you mean I have to tailor a social media presence in such a way that I, I appeal to a consumer's appetite, how they want it, when they want it, and in what way they want it delivered? It's gross. <laughs> All right, producers, and by contrast, if you know me, if you've read my books or follow my content, I hope you have a feel for the ACV family vibe. On the production side of things, my number one goal when I created a social media presence was to treat social media as it was intended and not replace uh, real human-to-human interactions for followers. I want to let people know, hey, I wrote a book. It's worthy of getting into. I have this podcast. Start Start generating more conversations about getting back to the basics of strengthening the family unit because we're in trouble, y'all. Yes, we need more content that feeds a depraved and depleted culture with more uplifting and edifying content, content that can refresh the senses and inspire more intentionality to repair the broken family. The temptation with social media is falling into a consumer versus producer mindset, uh, catering to an algorithm, selling fake and phony lifestyles, or just throwing random content out there in hopes of going viral. I almost fell for it, but God had me covered. Uh, I stayed prayed up and I listened to his guidance rather than desiring to meet the needs of a consumerist culture. As a producer, I give from the overflow of a full cup. My family, life, and ministry at home is my number one priority. From the outpouring of a fruitful and stable home base, this wife and mommy is able to share and give of my overflow. When my cup starts to run low, 
my engagement on social media and even my physical presence with family and friends will decrease in order for me to withdraw, refresh, and get refilled. Where does my refill come from? Spending time with God, giving myself and nourishing my marriage and home life with God's presence, uh, a reminder of his blessing, a reminder of his direction for our lives. And I pay attention to my spiritual, mental, and physical health. That's how I'm able to produce. That's where my content comes from. I'm able to produce rather than spend majority of my time mindlessly consuming. Let's jump into the concept of sowing and reaping. Imagine that everything you do and say is a seed that will produce a product. If I sleep all day, every day, what kind of seed am I planting and what kind of product can I reasonably expect to yield? I become a sluggard. Uh, I, I become unmotivated, physically weak, probably more drained, and it leads to poverty. If you're spending three to four hours a day on TikTok, or other forms of entertainment, that kind of yield, well, what can you expect at the end of the year if you kind of put all the hours of mindless entertainment together at the end of a year, what does that look like? Dag, I never did that. I never accomplished that goal I said I would. Man, I never started this or dang, I didn't finish that. Or for me, Um, I have a vision board. I'm looking at it right now on my wall. And when I I put dates on certain goals and certain milestones that I know are approaching, and I take an assessment of where I am, am I on track, how things are going. And if I know I'm looking at a post-it note from January 2023, and we're in the month of September I don't know about you, but that gives me anxiety and my heart starts to, to, to beat like, like I've, like I'm falling behind in a race. Do you see what I'm saying? From there, I have to naturally look back and say between January and let's say September, what have I been doing with my time and why is there no progress on this particular task or goal? What has stopped me? What's been going on? And, you know, maybe there's some areas where I can give myself some grace, like a death in the family or, I don't know, some type of family issue that needed more of my attention than a sticky note goal. But overall, there has to be an assessment. What kind of seeds have I been planting over the past, you know, nine months and why, where am I at? So everything we do. And everything we say, uh, there's a concept of sowing and reaping. You're going to either yield good fruit or bad fruit. In a family, unnecessary drama and contention, fighting and foolishness, it's all going to bear fruit one day. Trust me. So if you treat everything you say and do from that premise, it'll, it'll definitely make you more intentional about what we do, what we say. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight says, A perverse person or a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip, and they separate close friends. All throughout the Proverbs speak of the the perverse and devious 
as abominable. Such behaviors will land us under a curse instead of blessings. Here's a pearl to wrap up the segment. Getting to the heart of why we do the things that we do, being honest with ourselves and where we are in our frame of thinking, being intentional in home and family life is all so important, more more than we can imagine. We have to stop mindlessly adopting and passing on the burdens and unfruitful behaviors given to us from past generations or from a, cul- a culture that could care less about strengthening the family and improving our quality of life. Be more of a of the producer mindset and sow seeds of intentional and fruitful living. Pass on good fruit out of the overflow of a productive and stable home life. Ecclesiastes 3 says, there is, there is a appointed time for everything, and there's a time for every matter under the heaven, a time to give and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to shun embracing, a time to search and a time to give up as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear apart and a time to sew together, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. That concludes the conversation for today. I trust the podcast encourages you to continue the conversation in your family circle. Stop by my IG and Facebook page at ACS Visions. Show me some love. Share your comments on the episode and how this podcast is encouraging you. You can also visit my website at www.acsvisions.com. You'll find a link to send me an email if you'd like to show your support that way. As a reminder, episodes are published every Thursday. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcasting platform so you get notified the moment a new episode drops. Thank you for listening to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. Until next time.